And I want to talk about again this morning facing life's toughest issues. Part five. All right. Amen. Part five. I'm keeping up with it. Amen. 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 Uh, Matthew chapter 26 and verse 40. And he came to the disciples hmm, and found them sleeping <laughs> and said to Peter, so you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Amen. I want to talk about how to face life's toughest issues. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we're grateful for this opportunity and privilege that you've given unto us uh, to stand in your presence one more time, Lord. Please forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, creating us, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us. Would you bless now the preaching of your word? Lord, I ask that you would touch each and every person. Bless us now, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Clear my mind, clear my heart, and allow me, Father God, to preach from the depths of your word so the hearts of your people will be transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, ushers. Life's toughest issues. It's amazing that sometimes in life when you're dealing with issues, uh, you don't want to be alone. Um, it's good to have people around that you can lean on that you can depend on. Um, some of us prefer family. And some of us prefer friends. And, um, but it's amazing to me how people can let you down. I don't know about you, but um, I've been let down a whole lot in my life. I put my, my confidence in people and they just keep coming up short every time. I don't know about you, but uh, there have been times when I wasn't saved and I thought my friends would help me. <laughs> Found out that uh, they had problems of their own. Many of us we face tough issues, life's toughest issues. It's amazing because if you really take a chronicle of your life and if you really to look at your life, your life is full of ups and downs, peaks and valleys. It's amazing because in those times, I don't believe it's good to be alone. I don't believe that it's good for a person 
to struggle by themselves. And what we find in our passage today is that we find that Jesus had called his leaders. He wanted to be with his leaders. He wanted Peter and the son of Zebedee. Amen. He wanted the two sons of Zebedee. There was three of them all together. He wanted them to be with him. So he brought them out of all the disciples that he brought with him, brought with him on the journey. He picked three who, were, who became what I call his prayer partners. And, and I want to say this to you. I, I, don't, I don't want you to underestimate the power of prayer. But I don't want you to underestimate the power of intercessory prayer. Prayer, as I said last week in my message, changes everything, including you. And it's amazing that Jesus is about to face betrayal. He's about to be beaten and arrested. He's about to hang on a cross and he knew that last week I told you that he said he requested of his father he says father if it's too much uh, take this cup from me you know I can't I can't carry this cup I, I don't know what your cup is this morning I, I don't know what's in your cup Amen. And, and, and I told you there's bitterness in that cup. There's wrath. There's betrayal. There's, there's, there's pain. There's suffering. And, and listen, we all face life's toughest issues and we're carrying around this cup. And I want to say to you this morning that, that sometimes it becomes difficult and it's good to have people with you. But I believe it's the type of people that you have with you that really makes the difference in how you make it through those tough issues in life. A lot of people may say, well, I, you know, I don't need nobody. And I get, I get that. All right, I understand that. I understand that you're cool like that and you, you know, I understand all of that. But may I say this? Let me tell you what I discovered. I can't do this life by myself. Everybody needs somebody. But everybody in the Christian world, in the Christian life, needs somebody who can pray with them. And we find ourselves, in verse 40, we find that Jesus had told the disciples, you know what, wait here. See, you can't bring everybody in your prayer closet. Because the Bible talks about that. The Bible says that you go into your, prayer, into your closet, you shut the door, you pray to God in secret, and he will reward you openly. Matter of fact, it says pray to your father who's in secret. Now, 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 I say that because Jesus went to his prayer closet and he, had, he was pouring out, but he had told the disciples, he says, stay here and pray with me. 
Now, now I want to I want to just address something this morning. If somebody asks you to pray for them, take it seriously. Pray for them. And here's the thing: don't stop praying for them. Listen, prayer is the secret weapon of the believer. Prayer is what can change your next circumstance. But if someone asks you to pray for them, amen, you ought to be diligent. Mm -hmm. You ought to be ready. You ought to be Amen. Alert. You ought to be the kind of person that says, you know what? If you ask me to pray for you, I'm going to keep praying for you. Now, if Jesus is facing, this is why I'm saying it's so powerful. Jesus is facing the most toughest issues of his life, issue of his life, and he asked his disciples, three of them, pray for me. Pray for me. Stay here. Keep watch. See, praying for people sometimes may not be, may be inconvenient to you. Well, we see that on the prayer line right now. We do well on Monday. We do well on Tuesday. We do well on Wednesday. We do well on Thursday. But come Friday and Saturday. <laughs> Amen. Everybody got something to do. Oh, Lord. Forgive me. I miss Monday. How many days did you miss? Uh, y'all can y'all can say amen. Say amen. Pastor, Pastor, you're on this thing. I'm going somewhere with this. So don't, don't, you know, don't, don't walk, you know, walk with me here. Don't, don't strike me out just yet. See, because we are trying to do something. Not trying, we're doing something. And I believe that the only way that we can move forward is if we come together in prayer. That's the only way. That's the answer. A bigger budget is not going to make us better. I want somebody. Amen. More talented people is not going to make us better. What's going to make us better is if we become a praying church. Y'all with me? Because what I see happening in this church, I see Satan literally moving from one home to the next. And he's affecting our marriages. Come on, I'm going to put him on, on... on blast. I'm going to put him on notice today. He's affecting our marriages. He's affecting our children. He's, for, he's affecting our finances. He's affecting our faith. And he's going around one member at a time because he knows that we have power. Y'all with me? And so, and so, I want you to take this message very seriously. Take this to heart. Because my points are going to be very important to where we're going. He says, verse 40, and he came to the disciples 
and found them sleeping. Now that word sleeping, it carries the idea in the Greek, it means to be unconcerned. Kind of sometimes how we look when I'm preaching. Uh Uh-oh. Just unconcerned. (laughs) Drifting off to another land. Digging her. (laughs) Amen. You know, just, you know, just whoop, just unconcerned. Just, Just unconcerned. He said, he said he came, listen, he didn't come to the world. He didn't come to people that was in the crowd. He came to the three people that he trusted the most, the three people that he wanted there with him, his leaders, the people who are supposed to be strong, the people who are supposed to be spiritual. So my first point is, If you're going to face life's toughest issues, make sure you surround yourself with people who are truly spiritual. Listen, think about this for a minute. If Satan can keep you asleep on a Sunday morning, I got back in my bed this morning. I came out of my closet, prayer closet, and I went back in my bed. I I laid in my bed. I said, oh, so this is how most members feel. On a Sunday morning. This is how this is how it feels. I, now I just need to see what that felt like. <laughs> is this how oh man, that pillow was feeling good? I said, whoo, I said, man, this is how I feel. I said, but the devil is alive. I'm finna go. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to see what it feel like. That I know that God, I, I know church is in session, but yet I'm still in my bed sleep. I'm unconcerned. When we sleep through our trials, listen, here's the thing. You are unconcerned about it, but it's still going to be there. But here's the thing. I believe that he says he wanted to, listen, surround yourself with people who are what? Truly, truly committed spiritually or spiritually committed. Surround yourself with people who are truly committed, who are truly spiritual. And oftentimes what happens is that the people that is praying for us, they're not even concerned about it. Oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. But just imagine, just imagine this brother here been asking, Pastor, I, you, you, you know, some of you sit back and you, you never come to the altar, right? <laughs> but, you, but you listen in. <laughs> but this brother, ever since he came here, he's been asking, I want to be a better Christian, Pastor. I want to be a strong Christian. Question I have. Is how many of you are praying for him? I'm just saying. I, I, I ain't fussing nobody. I'm just saying. How many people are, are we truly surrounded by spirit? Are we really spiritual? <laughs> do, do we have anybody who can say, man, I heard. You know, you know we're quick to listen to what. Well, let me see what he's got to say. He went up there today. Let me see. Let me see what he got to say. 
But are you really, are you, are you committed spiritually? Are you, listen, see, we ought to surround ourselves with people who are committed to, spirit, to spiritual growth. And when we struggle, it's because, yeah, we hear the prayer, but then that's it. Sister Angela, she came up here. Y'all don't think I don't, I, I don't forget nothing. I, every time you come to this altar and you say something to me, for some reason it's in here. It's in here. Because I'm committed to praying for you. I really am. She's Pastor, I want to, last week she came and said what? Pastor, I want to what? Surrender. Completely. Before that, I really want to do this. The question is, are we praying for her? Because she's facing some tough issues. My brother here is facing, and, and I can go around the room and tell you everybody's story, but you get the picture. What I'm trying to say is this. Who are you surrounding yourself with? And here's the thing. Are we spiritual enough? Are we concerned? enough for others. Is that deep? Now, I'm facing life issues, right? And I surround myself with people who are the world. What do you think is going to happen? Why do you think people go rob liquor stores and, <laughs> you know what I mean, shoot people and that kind of stuff? Because of who they surround themselves with. They're facing issues. The struggle is real out there. When you have no money, Come on, somebody. When you, when, you, when you have a dead end street in front of you, come on, somebody, and, and you have nobody around you that's spiritual, what do you think you're going to do? But Jesus came to them. Man, he, came to them. he found them sleeping. Now, watch what he said. And look what he said. He said to Peter, so you men. Now, now the word Peter his name is Petros, which means pebble. Now, now watch this. Peter was to be the next leader of the church. Did you know that? Now, my question was, why did he bring Peter and then brought two laymen with him? That's interesting to me. Because you need people on different levels... I'm going somewhere with this to pray with you. My prayer, I, listen, I may not pray like you, but guess what? My heart is right. My spirit is right. My, my, my life is right. I'm eating right. I'm living right. Amen. I'm doing the right things. I'm pure in heart. Amen. My hands are clean. Amen. But Jesus addressed men. I believe that men ought to pray. That's what the Bible says. But we forget. <laughs> Amen. I'm facing life's toughest issues. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to leave that for the men's conference. <laughs> hey, this is Women's Day, right? Watch what he said. He said to Peter, so you men, Petros, so the next thing is, next point is, make sure you have a spiritual leader. 
Make sure you have a what? Listen, if your husband ain't spiritual, he ain't your leader. He may be leading something, but he has to lead you spiritually. You got to hear me. Men, it's time for you to take up your mantle and stop letting somebody else grab your stuff. Amen. And you want, you complaining about her, but you haven't led her in prayer yet. You haven't sat down and said, baby, let's read together. Let's, let's get in the word together. Let's, let's, amen. Let's go prayer walking together. Amen. Get some exercise in while we prayer walking. Let's pray for our church. Listen, this issue that we're facing right now, babe, we need some help here. Don't let us not sit back and let everything fall apart. Come on, somebody. And guess what, baby? We got a pastor we can go to. Uh-oh. Because you know you men when you get puffed up and you get a little scripture in you, <laughs> can't tell you nothing. <laughs> you don't need to pass it no more. But you need a spiritual leader. Jesus went to the spiritual leader. Did he not? He went to Peter. He said, Peter, and then he said, so you men. Amen. Make sure you got a spiritual leader. Look what he said next. He says, you men could not keep, watch this, watch with me. Now, that's how he said it. He said it with an, it's, it's almost like an emphatic. He says, listen, he says, look, he says, he says, listen, mm -mm -mm. could you not keep watch with me? The question is, the person that's praying for you, are they doing the same thing? What happened? You know what happened? They took the prayer request as something that was just, uh, whatever. Yeah, he said, I'm going to pray for you, bro. <laughs> you, you, know, you, know, you, know what, you know what the disciples would do? They, I think they were like, shoot, he, man, he ain't coming back right now. You, you know what this typifies? Can I tell you what this typifies, what this shows? Come here. Let me show you something. The children of Israel came down to the Mount of Sinai. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. <sighs> Moses went up to the mountain for how many days? 40 days. For 40 days, he's left Aaron in charge. And guess what he told him? He said, y'all stay here. And guess what happened in 40 days? Guess what happened in three days? Shoot, they got impatient. Man, where's Moses? Is he ever coming back? See, when you're leading, this is why I say you need a spiritual leader. Because sometimes, even at home, your spiritual leader can lose his mind. Well, I, wish, I wish I had some amen folk up in here today, y'all. Maybe I'm going too deep this morning, but this, listen, so I woke up like this. I woke up feeling like this. Okay, I woke up feeling like this, John. I woke up feeling like this. This is how I feel this morning. Moses on the mountain, the people are down here. Guess what they started doing? They started complaining. See, if you don't stick to the assignment that you were given, you're going to lose focus. 
And here's what they did. They went to the associate minister and they said, hey, come here, Aaron. Aaron, I don't know what's going on. We're going to kill you, man. Listen, Moses gone. We're going to appoint you the leader. You know what? You know what? You know what they said? Build us an idol. Build us a calf. Now here's the here's a deep part about this. This is what this typifies, right? In my sanctified imagination, this is what this typified because Jesus told them to do what? Wait here and do what? He gave them specific instructions. Wait and pray with me. Moses gave them specific instructions. I'll be back, y'all. I'm finna go hear from God. Here's the thing. When your leader leaves you, watch this. He's leaving you for a purpose so that he can go and get instructions from God. He went to get the Ten Commandments. He came back down and they broke the first commandment, the second commandment. (laughs) Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, the Bible says that the people rose up and played. Not only did they have idolatry, but they had orgies. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. That's what it means when they says they rose up and played. They wasn't playing. They were really playing. Amen. See, when you don't have a spiritual covering, amen, you have no spiritual direction. And not only do you not have spiritual direction, but here's the thing. You don't have spiritual protection. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And here's the thing, here's the thing. They messed up. Moses came down and broke the tap. He got mad. Moses got, Moses had an anger problem. You got to pray for your pastor, y'all. Pray for your leader, y'all. He had an anger problem. He said, bam, he, he threw down those tablets. That's out of frustration. Now watch how Jesus handled his frustration. Jesus said, Jesus said, Look what Jesus said. So you men could not keep watch with me? My goodness. My next point is this. I'm going to get out of here. Make sure the people who pray with you will sacrifice for you. <laughs> Listen. He didn't... He said, he, he didn't ask them for no tithes. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. He, he didn't ask them for nothing extra. He didn't, he didn't say I need a special offering. He said, the one, listen, can I ask you something? Can we count on you spiritually? Next week we're praying. On the prayer line, we're going to continue with our prayer. And what we're going to be praying for is that God going to start filling this church. That's, how, that's going to be our next prayer. But the question is, can we count on you to pray? Can we count on you to, listen, I know you're going through, but here's the thing. Whatever you're going through, if you pray for somebody else about their issue, it's amazing how God will show up and fix your issue in the process of praying for somebody else's issue. Isn't God awesome? I see them do it, y'all. 
I've seen him give me stuff that I didn't even know I needed, but somebody else was praying for me. Somebody else was sacrificing with me. Somebody else was keeping watch with me. Somebody else was refraining from sleep because they wanted to see more of the spiritual than the physical. See, they refrain. Now, 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 I'm finna drop a bomb on you. We, we finna go, we finna do one night overnight prayer. Yeah. Amen. Oh. Guess what? I'm finna do it on a Friday, so you ain't got no excuse about work. You ain't got nothing. You ain't got to say nothing about that. Guess what? I want to see if this works. Now, I want to tell you, I know it works. But I want you to see how it works so that when you're facing life's toughest issues, you'll remember corporately, man, remember when we, remember when we stayed at the church all night and we prayed about our issues and we prayed about the church and we prayed and look at where we are today. Look at this building. I mean, look at this building. This alone is a prayer that you put in last week. I don't think you're hearing me. It looks totally different, doesn't it? Because God wanted it that way. God knew that, guess what? The next prayer assignment will be to fill this place. So when people come in, it's going to look appealing. I don't think you're hearing me. I don't think you're hearing me. I see my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. No, it's fair. <laughs> I've been to the mountaintop. Amen. I've seen the vision. Now, don't shoot me. Don't assassinate me now. Watch this. Watch this. I'm coming to close. You men could not stay, keep watch with me. Watch this. And this is the part I really want to isolate right here. He says, for one hour. One hour. 60 minutes. 60 minutes. You divide that in three, you get 320 minutes. 20, 40, 60, right? Right? 20, 40, 60. Three 20 minute intervals. Can I ask you something? How long do you pray? And listen, I don't think it's the length of prayer as it is the quality of prayer. And, and the time, listen to this now, the time that you put aside for prayer is an investment. So when you're facing life's toughest issues, right, how is it that we can get you to pray for two hours? <laughs> See, here's the thing. They did not know what he was about to face. They had no clue. He told them, but they didn't believe him. And it goes to show you that sometimes the people that's praying for you, if they're not connected to you, that they don't understand what you're facing, it's difficult for them to put themselves in your shoes. So my last point. 
You ready for this? Make sure that those praying with you are truly for you. Because some people are not P-R-A-Y-I-N-G for you. They're P-R-E-Y. <laughs> Amen. I-N-G. I hope that's right. <laughs> They're doing another kind of praying on you. And, and listen, listen, Peter had claimed that he would never forsake Jesus. Peter said, Jesus, I'll be with you. You my ride or die. That he would even die for him. In verse 35 of chapter 5, he said, I would die for you. Are you with me? Yet Peter could not stay awake for one hour to pray for Jesus. The question is, was he really for him? i tell you what, he wasn't. Let me tell you how you can tell if a person's for you. If they're willing to pray with you. If they're willing to go through the tough seasons with you in prayer. That when you're facing your toughest issues, they will sit with you. They will, they will say, listen, let's pray together. Listen, I'm calling you today. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray together. We're going to go through this thing together. We're going to make it through this. That's how you know. As I close today, I want to say to somebody here today, you need to know who's for you. And when you're facing life's toughest issues, listen, let me tell you something. Your homeboy ain't going to be there for you. The one who you gave all your money to, the one who you let borrow everything from you, if they're not with you in spiritual things, hello, somebody. How can they even help you when you're going through? So as I close today, I want to say this to you. Make sure in your seasons of adversity, of trials, that you surround yourself with the right people. Now, did Jesus know this? Yeah, because watch this. In the same chapter, verse 69, Peter denies Jesus. <laughs> the same man who said, Lord, I'll die for you. In verse 34, he says, I'll die for you. But in verse 69, he says, I don't know you. Mash something? And I'm closing. I'm done with this.